You are listening to the Let's Be Frank podcast, episode number one. And on today's show, we are going to sit down with CT, Chris Taylor of the Rockets. Welcome to the Let's Be Frank podcast. If this is your first time listening, and I know it is because this is our very first episode, welcome and thank you for coming by. This is going to be a weekly show right here for your entertainment and probably ours as well. Make sure you come back and listen. All right, we're going to start the show here. I'm sitting in the, in the dining room of Mr. CT's house, Chris Taylor. Chris, welcome. Welcome to beautiful Chadsford, Pennsylvania. First thing I want to do is I want to find out where we're in Chadsford now. So you were born right. in Marcus Hook. I well, well, I was born in, I guess you would call it Middletown, over there by the Granite Run Mall, that area of media. Right. And then yeah, then uh, I don't know why you know, you know everybody else I know was born in Crozier, and for some reason I don't know if my mom was shopping, but she ended up going to Riddle Memorial. And that's where I was born. So, well, now in this area, right? In this area. So you've been in the band for how many years now? I believe twelve, going on thirteen. So before the Rockets, before you jumped into the, to this whole thing, what was it? What did you do prior to the band? Just well, from prior to the band, I, I sold furniture. 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 Okay. Teak wood furniture. And I got a funny story for you real quick. It was called Saxon and Wakefield. Okay. And you're at the club or whatever, and girls would be like, so what do you do? And I'd say, well, I work for Saxon and Wakefield. And they'd say, what, what are you, are you a lawyer? You work for a law firm? <laughs> and then I'd get the bright idea, let me slip in here. Why, yes, I do. And, you know, sometimes you'd meet a lawyer or not, and then you'd be in trouble because they would want to litigate, but... Whatever. But now it was a teak wood furniture store, and I was awful at it. I mean, listen, people like to say they're like, you know, CT, he's charismatic. He's good with people. Yeah, how do you He's not a funny guy. Furniture, how do I, how, how, how? <laughs> furniture. Frank, furniture. It doesn't really sound like it's teak that hard wood. To sell, You know what right? teak wood is? I have no okay, idea. Okay, teak wood is like this rubber, it, it, okay, it's wood, but it has like rubber sediments, and back in the day, pirates built their ships with it. Dude, it's okay. very expensive. Right. And actually, that place is not too far from here. It's on uh, Route 1 down the street from where I am at now, and uh, expensive stuff, but I was paid, what do they call that, commission. Right. So I... I never got paid. I was getting paid what the hourly rate was without With the commission. no commission. I probably worked there for a year and had <laughs> two sales, and I couldn't even get the woman's order right. <laughs> so how do you go from selling furniture to jumping around on stage with the Rockets? Well, this will be the era between 2003 and 2004. Um, as most of you know, um, I was very good friends with Jeff Purifico, and he... Um, God rest his soul. He um, was a singer in the band as well prior, I think maybe, God, it could have been even a year after um, his accident. I don't want to go too too in-depth with that. I mean, right. it, the people that know, know Jeff know Jeff. And right. If it wasn't for his father, Joe, um, 
I had a uh, just a small demo floating around here, and he gave a copy to our good friend Billy Stott, and um, it, there it was. He Billy wanted me to audition at the Lagoon. It is now. I don't know what it's called now, but the Lagoon in I Essington. I don't even know if it's there. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah. So boom, there it was. I auditioned, and you know the rest was. Uh, See the first the time. Night the first time I ever saw you, there was a bar. It was on Castor Avenue. It was a Castor and Cotman. Jokers are all access. I think it was all access. When it's changed. It, it's changed a handful of times. I wonder what it is now. I, I don't think it's even a bar now. But I remember going in there because I hadn't been around. I had taken a break from the band. I had gone right. and gotten a job, and I came back. And Dave's come out, check out the band, and there you were jumping around on stage. You were this this. Thin, energetic, definitely thin. <laughs> you you were definitely the most energetic person on stage, and it, it yeah, God, twelve years ago, yeah, thirteen years ago. Well, Frank, if I may, a lot of what people don't know about you is you are if you know we want to call you a member of the band. I mean, you are yeah. family. You are one of the longest running. Uh, people uh, in and beso- out. besides Dave and Billy and, pr- and you know previous Rockets members it, in and out you're you're up there buddy oh uh, yeah I, I've been I've been in and out a lot over the years it's been my god I started <laughs> yeah. I started before Christian started and Christian's been around forever there's a story uh, I, we're not going to talk about it now but if you ever see Frank <laughs> Frank used to drive a SEPTA bus, and there's nothing wrong with that. So just go in the conversation with that notion and ask him about that. You'll you'll have a laugh. We're not going to get on that right now because this is Frank's show. But I don't want to hey. be too uh, you know upfront the, here. And, the, and the story definitely modest. the story definitely has morphed over the years. Well, actually, from let's from I'll tell you straight out. It was uh, Mini Dave Hopper and Noah. They right. had a band called uh, Doctor Cooper. And they were playing at the trolley stop. I believe it was called the trolley stop. And it was right at Frankfurt and Knights. It's this little bar right next to the, where the, where the second Familiar buses with come it. out. I was on, I was on, a, I, was, I had like an hour layover, basically a break there. And I saw them loading in. So I went in and said hello. Now over the years, the story has morphed from me going in to say hello to me getting hammered with them and then going to drive the bus. Right. Obviously I didn't get hammered and drive the bus. I will not say I had a beer or not. <laughs> well, just let let that float out there. That's what well, you, you brought up a good point, Frank. You you, you say uh, how that story got morphed, <laughs> and over the years of being in this business, uh, you st- it, s- stories or situations start as an anthill sometimes, Absolutely. and then become this gigantic. It, it, they almost take on a life of their own. Absolutely, I, I found myself in a lot of these scenarios. Um, especially between, you know, the camaraderie between the guys in the band, you know, we, 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 we talk each other up and if we're going to, you know, say something funny or, 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 you know, Hey, guess what this person did? It's always times whatever. And it's just, it morphs, it becomes hilarious, you know, just the, the, and the stories grow and grow and grow. It's ridiculous sometimes. It, it really is. <laughs> so you've been, you've been in the band, and you've seen a lot of people come in and out of this band. I have. Um, I have. I aside have. from this current version of the band, I want your favorite band members of all the guys you played with. 
if you could put again aside from this band if you could okay. put one dream rockets band of guys you've played with <laughs> oh that's what i want to that i want to know who out of everyone okay i that's tough but i you that's know what I, and you know what someone will say oh it's tough I, i'll go with it um when i when we had first started um in 2004 the rockets i'm not going to say they were they they were you know it the band and the time was definitely coming up to a new horizon, whether it been, you know, you know, the show or the music or whatever, you know. Um, it, of course, you know, we were also heading into that giant downfall of the economy of what okay. I, I'd say between four and oh four and oh six seven, but um, you know, when when we when I first started out, we had Jimmy Wooten, we had Brent. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah from The Loop. He's in The Loop now. Clint Ellingsworth, Christian Lynch, Rob Patterson. Rob yeah. Patterson, one of the greatest guitar players, I think, on, on, on the scene, on the circuit. I mean, there's a lot of Absolutely. good players, but Rob really Rob really stuck out because he was just... Man, he was... He, not, only, not only could he play guitar and play music very well... He knew a lot about cars. He knew a lot about, you know, he could fix yep. stuff. Um, you know, that's, that's, I, I, I have none of those traits. You know, you, you come out, you see me, I, I sing a song to you, and um, that's it. That's it. That's all I can do. Like, I, you know, I, I, I get that after my father. But I don't want to jump too far off the track here. Um, I would say that, that, I mean, I love all the guys now, and all, I, I believe you me, every member that came through the Rocket Store. And I, yeah, whatever, metaphorically speaking, um, that came into this band. I was always, um, I you know, because that that's my personality. I never had a problem with anybody. I know a lot of people bang heads, new sure. egos coming into Happens. the room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I always, I always kept things, you know, diplomatic. I was, I you know, I was never against or for anyone. I was with everybody the whole entire time. Right, and. Um, I, 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 I like I liked that version of the band only because it was all new to us and we had guys like Rob and Christian who were veterans at the at the time who took us under their wings and said um, listen this is the deal man yeah. this is the deal you need to just shut up learn and listen and and you know you're gonna have your, your ego in check which which is one thing you know I don't I don't think I've ever had my my personal own ego moment you know because i always knew first of all let's be honest if that were true that dave would have uh dave would have squashed you knocked that right out yeah but those were different times too frank so that that uh, without absolutely. getting on a tangent here i want to say that the 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 band that i first walked into only because i was so hungry i was it was raw i was green i just wanted to i just i just wanted to take over and and try to be the best cover band, I guess, performer artist that I that I could be away from playing acoustic music in cafes or, or, or whatever, man. It's a shame too because all those clubs in Northeast Philly, all those clubs, they're all gone. They there's are all gone. Nothing. There's there's almost nowhere to play in Northeast Philly there now isn't. compared to what it was back when Whiskey Tango was around right. and All Access and, and Route, Route One Cafe and and. All these uh, for for this scene iconic places right. that 
you know, somebody outside of this scene will hear, what's a whiskey tango? What do you it's mean iconic? No the Pennant East. Like the Pennant East oh actually the Pennant East kind of goes a little bit out further from this little cover band scene. Right. Because it was so such a big name place. But um I think my see, I always said my favorite version was the same was the like the same as you as when I first walked in. When I first walked in, it was an older group. Right. And it was a very much established group and a very established crowd. It was it was Jonathan Harwood. It was Tiny. It was uh, Tiny represent Bobby Perella's playing <laughs> drums before no he had kidding. the beard, before he was before, before Octane. Octane. <laughs> well before Octane. It, Is it a true story that he used to wear Disney gear? He did. Sorry, Bob. He, <laughs> if Bob, you're listening, Bob, I'm real sorry too. But he did have the drum head did have Tigger on it, and he is a big, big proponent. He loves Disney. He loves Disney. Hey, man. And it was again a completely different scene back then. Right. You, Mark Ushak was the guitar player. Uh, arguably one of the best yeah, guitar well, an- players another to one. ever pick up a another guitar one. that I've seen. Brent. Brent was was one of the singers and. Um, that was it, and it was it was literally it was Jerry was the light guy. Jerry, I ran the monitor board, and Dave ran sound, and that was the crew for a while. Yeah, and that was the band that made. I came out on a Sunday night, and I fell in love with the band on a Sunday night. Just I was a just drunk guy in the crowd. Right, and you couldn't wait for Sundays to come around. Now Sundays and- were the most exciting part of the week in this area for that band, and that's the energy that I like that. When we would play a vertical, for example, Route One every single Sunday night, um, you know, you great guys like Walt, ah, come on, the G Man who just passed away, uh, God rest yep. his soul, brother Mike, um, brother brother every Mike, Sunday, Bro- now now brother Mike, I'm not going to get in, a, in a, another tangent here, but something about brother Mike, brother Mike saved my life. Really? He really... I'm not going to get into that. That's something we can talk about on the side. Okay. But if you ever are listening to this, Brother Mike, and I, I, I've thanked you in the past before, but I'll, I'll thank you again right now here on Frank's... Uh, let's be frank. So, <laughs> so I, big shout out to Little Brother plug. Mike, too, man. He's been through a lot these past few years, so uh, things are looking up for you, buddy. And uh, CT loves you, baby. But um, it was just, you know, it's weird. It's different being a performer, Frank. As we said, like, we talk about the energy on a Sunday night. You talk about just just that good feeling where, like, you know, you can can, kind of equal it to, like, I can't wait for Tuesdays because my favorite show comes on. Yep. It was exactly the same thing. You almost feel a part, like you're a part of something. Mm -hmm. And I get that, like, when we saw people like... uh, uh, Bobby Staples, uh, our good, our good and dear friend Alyssa. Um, the other thing was there was no social media back then. There wasn't. So it was on the verge, but it wasn't. It wasn't there, and there was really no texting to the point there is now. Yeah. Texting cost money back. Oh, absolutely. Then. So Sunday night ends. You don't see those certain groups and friends of people until the following right. Sunday night, and you're looking forward to connecting. And how are you Catch doing? Catch it back up. Now you know. <clears throat> you know every time somebody goes to the bathroom on Facebook. Yeah, it's now. pretty. It's pr- dude. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. But I mean, it's really helped. I, I would oh, say. Sure. I would say the 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 technology that we all have now has really helped this business. I mean, not not just you know what we're doing here today right. in the luxury of my living room. Uh, but for the band's sake, you know, it's cut down on costs, but it still gets to the people. It The schedule gets to the people. Yep. I mean, I know there's 
a thousand different ways you can you can really reach people, but it's it's really just you know it, it, it's 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 like grassroots. It's like get on the computer and talk to these people. Get them out to your shows. Yeah, you know it's harder to get the people that used to come out when we first started because you know times change and people they they get married or they have children, so on and so forth. But it's good when you see old old friends come out as well. But thank God for this uh, communication. So we, I mean, I, I haven't seen people in a long time, but you know what? I see their Facebook. I catch up with them. I say, hey, whenever we're local, come on out and see us. You know what I mean? So that's good. That's that's it's it's really worked out for our. It, it has. Uh, I'll tell you something else. Back back about back about the Route One um, when it was still Roosevelt's. One of, one of the fondest memories I have is we would play, we didn't play a lot there in the summers because summers is always the shore right. and you're always going and going and going. And back then we played six, seven days a week sometimes and it was a lot. Every time we played at the Route 1 Cafe or the Rock or whatever it was, every time we played, G-Man DJed in the summertime. Right. And I've told this story a couple times before, but... Every time we play, he would we would be in there setting up, and he would come in, and the very first song he would play, every single time he DJed and we were there, he played "We Just Disagree" by Dave Mason because Big Dave likes that song, right? And that was one of his favorite songs at the time. Every single time, without fail, and from that moment on, every time I hear that song, that's one of the things I will yeah. always well, think about, dude. That's the, that's the one good thing about music that I <clears throat> um, truly appreciate. Is that just just a song could put you in a different time and place, different experience, something you had? It evokes and wakes up. Absolutely, the memories. Maybe some of them have cobwebs on them. You know, you're shaking them off. You know, you're doing the, whatever. That's why I love. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love music. But so staying on that for for a little bit, and you do love music, and I, that I know. What is the inspiration for you for 12 years now to keep going back and keep going back and keep going up there and doing this at a high level all the time like you haven't you have i mean you know guys come and go some guys make it some guys don't what keeps you coming back what's the inspiration for you to keep going I would say the inspiration for me, frankly, <laughs> kidding. The inspiration <laughs> for me, um, you know, when you first, when you first, when you first become engrossed with the music, and you're learning to play, and you're trying to get better, and you're hungry, you're hungry for that, you know, that applause, or you're hungry for that. Oh, you guys did such a great job, you know, and you work for yep. that, you work for that, you work for that, and you get that, and you get that, and it's continuous. And before you did it, I don't, you know, forget, this is going to sound cliche, but before you did it for the art, and I'm not saying I, I, I don't do it for the art anymore, you know, when you've been in something for this long, it becomes a business, but it's a sure. business that I have fun in, and I, I, I'm lucky to say, hey, you know what, I have fun at work. But Not a lot of people can do that. It's a business at the end of the day. And a lot of people, our management including, our agency including, we all depend on one another to make you know, the paychecks at the end of the week. Um, 
And you think about that. So that inspiration now, and I, I, I'm still hungry for it because I see the way the scene is changing, especially, again, here's the word technology, like with the light boards and the oh, light God, and, yeah. and, you know, the different, all just everywhere it's going, the choreography, you know, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a young man's game. Like all these young guys coming up 21, 24, I say that's the, that would be the perfect range, you know, for this now, because it is, it is hard. I'm, th I don't know if I want to say my real age here, uh, Billy will have a fit, but I won't do that. But it's harder for a guy like me who's done this for so long to dance. I'm not a dancer. But I know that, hey, you know, when the big guy dances, that's like pretty that. funny. The people, people like people that. And, and, and you look. know what? I don't have a problem with that. Right. I don't have a problem with my weight. I don't have I don't have a problem with that. And and people some people, you know, they, they look at that and they say, Oh, well, you know, isn't he you know not you know, self conscious about things. Absolutely not, dude. I love what I do. I love making people happy. That's part of it. That that's what has made me go this long. Um is the people is performing for the people and not to mention my daughter because it's you know that's what's paying my bills Absolutely. and at the end of the day i mean that's what it's doing and you know billy billy him and i have had countless conversations about you know the stuff we have to do to look out for our health to look out for our children and uh, you know it just i you know i just try to stay very humble because there's a lot of good talent out there and, um, you know, and a lot of these guys deserve everything they get. And some guys work harder than other guys. But that's, you know, that that's entail. That's life. It's, there's always going to be somebody working harder than you. There's always going to be the guys just, you know, getting by on the, the coattails of the other guys. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it just all out inspires me just to this day, to be honest with you. Like, sometimes it's a pain in the ass, all the driving, all sure. of this, all of that. But you know what? You get it done. And when, when you're singing that last song of the night and you look around, you look at your, your teammates, your guys, you know, your bandmates, and you say, you know, we're all the way down here in Arlington, Virginia, but I'm having a great time. So that's what, I mean, that, that that's kept the fire going, if you will. Um just camaraderie that keeps it going for me. That's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to sit there and laugh and joke and and I I'll admit I've seen and been to more events and and shows and things that wouldn't have been available to me had I never hooked Absolutely. on with the band. Absolutely. Um the, I agree. The big night in DC thing. Incredible. It was an a, a, Take a step back from working at it and look at everything that's going on yeah. down there. So much to do. When am I going to get down there with a, with a VIP bracelet to, exactly. to walk exactly. around? I mean, I got to see everything down there. And as long of a day as it was, there was so much more amazing things happening down there. It was an amazingly fun party. Yeah. And we got to work with a great band. We had a lot of fun. Absolutely. And but gigs like that, like the, the thing at the Crystal Tea Ballroom that we did. And, and I've been to shows and, and arenas and, and all these, these places that I would have never had access to in my life working through this band. Was the Crystal Tea, that was the hair of the dog, That was right? the hair of the dog. How crazy was that night? That was an... It was... From a, from a work standpoint, it was an awful loaded loadout, yeah. which we've been we've were we, had. Were we in a mall? Was it no. at Macy's or something like we, right no, out we the door? On top, we were on top of Macy's. 
it's it, it was in a department store building, right, right. but it's it's the most one, one of the most gorgeous rooms in the, in the city. Uh, again, take a step away from the working part of it, and it was just a blast. It yeah. was such a great time. They put on such an amazing event, and that I think that's good for the people because you know the whole story behind the hair of the dog is for all the people who couldn't celebrate a New Year's Eve because they were working in the industry. Exactly. This night is for them. Yes. And I'll go as far to say that this night is crazier than a New Year's Eve night. It was. It really was. There was there was just so much going on there. Now, while we're talking about events and proceed, places. Proceed, proceed. Of all the places that you've played. That's a good question. Without... Again, You're not even going to finish this question, and it, I, it's, these I love questions, it. These questions aren't to offend other places, but because no, 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 you've, right been, you've been in hundreds of different venues, what's your favorite venue of all the places you've been, the one place that you see it on the schedule and you go, yeah. Well, okay. Before Jimmy, this year. Jimmy Masiak um, did not pay me to say this, but Finnegan's Wake. I knew you were going to say that, too. By far. One of the greatest places to play. I, I, if you were there for their Thursday nights, Thursday nights used to be huge, Frank, yep. and you, you, you know this. I know. Um, just standing on that that little stage down that narrow, I mean, it was a wide room, but the way they had the cross beams, yeah. it made it narrow because the lights weren't in the corners. They were just right there. It was like a runway of people, man, mm-hmm. from the front to the back. Yep. All getting down with what you're playing and performing, moving, jumping up and down, having a good time. That place definitely stole the cake for me, man. I remember my first time ever there, and Christian Lynch says to me, he goes, yo, he goes, it's hey, listen, it's not that full now, but it's it's gonna fill up and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna experience something. This God is probably my I don't know if I was still um, you know, uh, training with Hopper. Um, right. I don't know. I, I don't know if I was in the band yet, fool, as as the front guy or what. But I just remember getting up there and being like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" Just it, a sea it, of people, man. They packed them in there, and it's it's oh man. And I, God bless that place because it's it's it 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 brings a tear to my eye when I think about all the energy spent in that one building yeah. is now just. It's gone. Just gone, man. I mean, that was one hell of a place to host a party. And even, not just that, but then the after party. Oh, yeah. Not everybody got to see. And it was just hanging around and, you know, a little bit of drinking, but a lot of laughing. There was so much laughter and fun in that building from top to bottom, which that building leads me into another question. See, now you have some hobbies and interests. You like, you like, looking for the ghosts and you're you're real into that. Uh, yeah. That yeah. built that building has some yeah. has some history with ghosts. That, and, I've and, I've had an experience there with uh Toby. Um you know Toby. Toby was a what two a drummer ago before Simon? Yeah. Last drummer. Drummer last before drummer. Simon. Pri- pr- prior to Simon. Um we were up in the Lincoln room and we were just sitting. It was really quiet and we were, it was, I don't know if it was beast day or, or what day it was, but we were sitting up by the fireplace up there and I'm, I, I know everybody's not into the paranormal, so I'm going to keep the story sh- very short and him and I were talking and all of a sudden the metal grate or whatever is in front of the fireplace <laughs> started shaking <laughs> like, 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 
I shit you not, man. It was shaking like so much where I was just like, dude, I have, I'm, I'm going to go downstairs because I don't know what I'm experiencing right now. Vibration. I don't, it, it was more vibration. It was like right. something was there shaking it. Whatever. That was my experience there. I also have pictures that uh, Jimmy Maciak has seen. And it's just, if that place is haunted, let me tell you something. I assure you it is. Well, I know Jimmy still has a key. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, we've what? talked. We've talked. <laughs> we've talked about a little late night uh, ghost, little, little ghost late adventure night ghost rendezvous there. But uh, that, that you know what? That leads me to, um, you know, as I was sitting here thinking about your question. I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. And that was my first. And I'll give you, I'll give you my second one was Reed's. Yeah. Reeds and Bluebell. Reeds was always Ano-no- a good time back in the Another f- fantasy, like, just like rock and roll, man. I, I think about Reeds and not, not only, you know, again, God bless his soul, Billy Reed, but like that man was truly about having a good time. Yep. And I remember when Brian Dugans and him worked together, Brian be like, and, and not many club managers are like this. And, and, and that's why I liked um Brian Dugans, because he'd be like, yo, man, what are you doing? You, you, aside from Billy telling the band what to do, you better believe that Brian Dugans would pull you aside and say, CT, what the, f- what? Get some energy going, dude. You're, you're making me tired. <laughs> like, what am I paying you guys for? Let, let's see some yep. oomph up there. Yep. And then I'd say to myself, holy sh- that's see, I like that. I And he yeah. was, he was a very hands-on manager. So was, so was, so was, so was Bill Reed. And in fact, but he was more or less... You having a good time? You need another drink, CT? How about the guys? They need another drink. And I just, you know. Make sure you play my song. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 miss, I miss that place as well. And it's so sad, Frank, because it brings back to what you initially said about all of these places yep. that are no more. No. And that was one place where the stage was. Now, where Finnegan's Wake, you look out and it's more like a single file. Reed's was, was just open, open sea yeah. that when it was packed. You could see all the way to the door, people all the yeah. way to the door, all the way back to the to. It was perfect. perfect. Tommy Hall, I'll have a, I'll have a drink of this oh, water absolutely. for Tommy Hall, man, because he was a um, that man. You know what's cool about Tommy Hall? Not a lot of people knew about this, but he was really into the Lord of the Rings, Frank. Really, really into it, and he knew, he, dude. He knew his Lord of the Rings acumen, dude. <laughs> he knew the. Uh, uh, am I saying this right? Silurillium. The book that ex- that Tolkien wrote that explains uh, everything. I don't know what it's called, but I, you're probably it's close in that realm. Right. So pardon me, but um, right. He, I told him about a video game that was coming, Shadows of Mordor. Yep. It just came out. God bless him. He was still still alive. Frank, you know what? And I'm not saying this, but we we've brought up a few people that have passed away this year, and I'm it's not handful. I'm not doing it on purpose. No, no, I, I know. I honestly, it's just in conversation. Like and- we try, you know, you tr- you try not to bring people down, but that just goes to show, like, man, you know, you you, you see these people all the time, man, yep. and it just goes to show it's. It's death is knocking, man. It's there, but I, I'm not trying to get this conversation here. But if I may uh, finish up on this note, absolutely. Um, you know, he just he he was just a great bartender, a great bouncer, friendly. And now you get these asshole guys that you know are just there hired for the night, or they're college dudes, and they they just want to fight everybody. Like, yeah. you're, you're there to listen, control the crowd. Don't look for the fight, or don't antagonize the the guests to where they want to fight. And that's nothing personal to anybody. I'm just saying, like, in the past few years, especially the summer times, and I'm not saying when and where, but there's a lot of that now. And you don't have like the old school bouncers who are just right. like. I'm gonna kick you out of here if you don't stop. Right. You know they, they're not looking for the fight. They're looking for that 
YouTube moment. Yeah. They're looking for that. That I want that world star. Absolutely. <laughs> Tommy came up to me once. We were at Reed's. Um, with it was uh, with maybe three years ago. We were standing there at Reed's, and he comes up to me and he puts his arm around me and he goes, "I just want to tell you, I enjoy you on Facebook." And I went, "I, I don't follow you. What do you mean?" And he goes. The way you keep ripping at Chaz every single time Chaz posts something. Dude, they were notorious for like... He said, and I mean derogatory stuff, Frank. It, like they oh, would go back just, and dude, forth. You, if I had saved half of the text messages that Chaz has ever sent oh or my. the comments that he's made. I love Chaz to <laughs> death. Chaz Miller, one of the best people I've Absolutely. ever met in the business. I believe he works at McGurk's now yeah, yeah, up yeah. in Horsham. Don't get to see him. Yeah, as we much. saw him not too long ago. Right. Um, he usually comes Eagles down game? to Xfinity. That, or Was he it? comes down to Sea Isle for a week and just yeah, completely yeah. forgets that he's even alive. Dude, the best Chaz, Chaz. I can't believe we're talking about Chaz, Chaz Miller, <laughs> but I'm going to tell a quick story. It was like two summers ago at La Costa. And, you know, Chaz does his annual, gets, gets, uh-huh. gets his dad, gets all his buddies. They all come down. One of his buddies happened to drink a little too much that night. And, uh, no way. Not one of Chaz's Wanted friends. to fight Big Dave. Oh, man. Now, <laughs> I don't know who in their right mind, sober or just normal, would point, look at Dave in the crowd and say, you know what? I'm going to fight that guy right there. I don't care how big and tough he is. I'm just going to get him. This kid's attitude was just like that. And when I tell you Dave had his moment outside with this kid to rough him up, whatever, all Dave did was just, I think, yell at the kid. Yeah. And Chaz and everybody's trying to pull Dave back. And this kid, I've never seen a kid get as scared as when he realized what was going on. And it's just, God bless you, Dave. I love you, man. And um, I've seen I've seen one too many, you know. Dave saving the day and happens at Lacoste. Um, happened at Lacoste. It, it happens all. all the time, dude. That's like his like yeah. If something's gonna happen to Dave, whether it be you know whatever, it's happening there. I'll tell you what. I had my own moment of insanity with that uh, <clears throat> fireman's convention, Wildwood. What year was this? Well before you. This was in the nineties. Okay, and. Uh, it might have been the day that Jerry, Christian, and myself spent at the hotel. The firemen, see, the firemen's convention is a huge thing down at Wildwood. And the firemen would come down, and they had this big parade. And then during the day, on Saturday, right. they would have this blowout huge party at the hotels. And when I have Christian on, we're going to talk about that because <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But to cut to the chase... Jerry Christian and I had spent all day. Jerry would DJ at one of the hotels for Beverly Road. Right. The Blue Goose. The Blue Goose. Jerry would DJ at the Blue Goose Hotel, and then we would go to the show. And we were, I forget, the club was H2O, I think it was, and I had maybe had a lot too much to drink that night. <laughs> and as we were breaking down, Dave and I got into some kind of an argument, more like I just was being a jerk. Right. And I told Dave to fuck off. Right. And oh, Dave, no, no. Dave walked across the stage, grabbed me by the throat, held me against the wall about three <laughs> inches off the ground, and he said, there's two people in the world that can tell me to fuck off. Yeah, right, right, and right. you're not one of them ever. Yeah, I remember ever. that story. You were telling me that story. And that would be the only time I ever said those two words to Dave in the same sentence ever. Wow. I have a lot of respect for Dave. I've had Absolutely. my moments. I've had my moments with Dave 
Um, well, we've both had our moments, and uh, there's one thing Dave doesn't like, and I found that out is he doesn't like back talk. <laughs> no, like old school. You dude. don't back exactly, dude. And that's one thing I love about Dave. Um, and but a funny story, real quick. God, he'd said something to me. I had been drinking a little bit, so I'm here. I am mouthing off in the back of Route One. He took this. I don't know if you remember those old the plastic, yeah, like the chair. Like, like I a, remember, like I was a there 70s for this. styles plastic yeah. chair. Like it had that the no. and where the asses is kind of winged. Yep. And then it came up, but the whole back of it was just this plastic shell sitting this. on legs. Yes. He picks this chair up. He slams it on the ground. The chair bounces off the ground. I shit you not. The chair bounced off the ground and went on top of the Acme ceiling uh, out back. We're in the outback of the Route 1. So picture like the wall. It went over the wall and onto the ceiling. The craziest thing I've ever seen. And and something went off in my head. was just like, CT, go back in the club. Left that man be. And I, I, let, I let him be. We could probably do another hour and a half on shit that happened out back of the Route 1 Cafe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll save we'll that. Yeah, we'll, we'll absolutely take a walk down we'll save lane. that for another time because there's a lot. Now you said you had three. <laughs> I What's did. The third? I'll keep the third one short. Um, Nottingham's in Columbia, Maryland, and I always say this because Frank, half the time we were there, I don't remember being there, and yep. it was one of those places where you know everybody was having a good time. Dave's have a good time. We'd have a good time. Um, they used to bring up just whatever we whatever we wanted bottles of liquor uh, it was Jagger at the time so uh-huh. there'd be the big thing of Jagger and I know Jimmy liked Jack and it would be a bottle of Jack and if it was empty guess what they were bringing up another one and yeah. it was just a gigantic shit show to Every the point time. one night Christian and I are notorious for arguing not necessarily on stage but I can give him a look or he gives me a look on stage you know you don't want the crowd to see see that I mean, as unprofessional as that is. I mean, right. B- believe you me, we've had our nights where we were going to go <laughs> at it on stage. But when you still want to keep it somewhat, listen, if you don't knock this off, I'm going to put your ass in. Um, I, was, I was so drunk one night, Frank, that it got time to sing. Uh, I, I got, we were probably ending the night with Sweet Home Alabama. And I was so drunk, I just kept singing the first verse over and over and over again. <laughs> so Christian walks up behind me nicely. I'll never forget it. And he goes, taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, CT, do me a favor. Oh, just go sit in the crowd. And I I was so drunk, Frank, I just looked at him and said, all right, dude. And I walked, <laughs> mid-playing, I walked off stage. And I'll never forget it. And to the left, there was like a table with right. high stools. I just yep. sat there and watched him finish the rest of the night. And Phenomenal. It was just one of those nights. And Nottingham's, um, you know, we were really cool with the management there. And they, they, trust me, man, they don't make places like that anymore. That was the place that I didn't go down there all the time. I was only down there a handful of times. But the one time I was down there, I will never forget. Remember when Jim Hawk yeah. used to do that little This Week in the Rockets TV <laughs> yeah, show? Absolutely. And then we had a band camera that we would take pictures in the crowd. And then they would upload it to right. one of the websites or something. So Greg and I were down there. And we walked all around that little complex. Cul-de-sac there, yeah. And did a, I did a photo shoot with Greg doing all these different... He was in a tree. He oh, was by the line. I remember that. And at the, and at the end of that, 
you did an interview with this with this black guy that was standing there and called Barack like Obama. Obama. Well, he did this look like Obama. Well, before and Obama went, was new dude, president. Dude, and he went into it. He went he along with absolutely, it. Absolutely, that video dude, he is went on, along with it. I want to find that video. It's on YouTube or, or get in touch with Hawk. He has it. I'll tell that you was story. hilarious. Um, I'm sitting. I'm doing something one day. McKenna's on the on the of the uh, iPad and she was on YouTube and she comes running into the room. She's like, Daddy, look at all these old videos I found of you. Oh, no. So they're there, Frank. Oh, I, I have them there. saved. I'll, I'll have to There's the one. There's, send there's, it to you. There's two or three snippets of uh, Jimmy Fallon on stage. Absolutely. At the Borgata Those were the good Rockets. times, man. Those were very Jimmy good times. Jimmy Fallon was as drunk as anybody I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And you were whispering the lyrics yeah. to and he uh, still, Roadhouse he, Blues. He didn't care. He, he had care. a greatest Dude, time. he threw... It's, mind you, Jimmy Fallon is the only person that can get away with throwing a full bottle of beer in a, in a casino hotel in Atlantic City. And this City. was way before he was the Tonight Show. Uh, well, no, he was just... Not the show he has now, but the other night show he Right. Had. He was just going into that. Yes. He was, it, he was coming from the... He had done a comedy show upstairs. Yeah, at the music box. Yep. You know, we hung out with him twice. That yes. wasn't the only time. There was another time. That was a full band, and then the second time it was an acoustic show. Yep. He came up. It was pretty funny. Yeah, he's always a good time. But, but yeah, those are definitely my three. Um, I mean, there's more. Listen, I like a lot of the places we play. Sure. Maybe these three are the places I have the most memories at. Right. Maybe you I played there the longest. But I, I do, Finnegan's Wake will always, always sit on that pedestal for I, me I think as you, number one. I think you can find a lot of people that say that, even as a bar to just go to and hang out at. Absolutely. Because no bar, no bar captured the, the, the just the feeling that exactly. that place had. And where everything was changing, they stayed the same. Yep. And you ask yourself, well, was that the reason why? But then you got to say, you know, Philadelphia, and especially that area of Philadelphia, is, dude, I hate to say it, but like you got places like the Piazza and Schmidt and like other people who own own the properties, they're looking into that and they're saying, well, I have that. Why don't we make that into that? And it's like, yeah. I got to kill hipsters, dude. Like, why you ruining <laughs> the it goddamn just, city? It ruined that. And then they went down to, to, to McFadden's and Utah's and that's gone yeah, now. And like just... all these little places that were so good. Because the area, they're trying, yeah, they're trying to, to, to they're flip the something. areas. And you know what, Frank? At the end of the day, and I tell myself this, there's too much for people to do anymore nowadays. There's too much for them to do. Yeah. But also, a lot of people don't want to leave their house. Exactly. I, look, well, yeah. I'm, lazy, I'm lazy as hell. I would prefer to sit in the house and play Xbox all night. I'm a nerd. Get over it. <laughs> That's what I would rather do. Right. I hang out with Greg on the little Xbox Live party, and this isn't helping me get a date at all. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. But that's an enjoyable that's an enjoyable night for me. It's relaxing. Getting right shot on. by twelve year olds in Call of Duty. It's relaxing. <laughs> it's enraging. Huh. Yeah. That. Yeah. But it's just when I think about just. Just, just everything. And here we are. We're going. We'll f I find myself going back to that. But just everything that is just. Shut its door, and I don't know, and, and and maybe they're prepared for the future that we we don't uh, know about. But who knows what will spring from the ashes of all these wonderful places that have closed down before us? <laughs> you know. Ask me one more question, Frank. Ask me one more question. You one get, more. Question? Frank's getting antsy over there. No, oh, Frank's not antsy going. at all. Frank's, Frank's not antsy at all. I'm kidding. Frank is doing really good. This is Frank's first this, podcast. This is a year in the making. This is this is. And I'm his first guest, so you, I am enthralled. 
This is this is gonna. There's a there's a lot on store for this. I, I got a lot of stuff planned, you and do. I've been talking to a lot of people, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a big show in a, in in you know a couple weeks. We're gonna have a big show at with four or five of the guys, and it's gonna be a big Star Wars superhero show for Tune in the all the nerds. Look, <laughs> there's gonna be Star Wars spoilers, so uh, we're just gonna warn you. Well, ahead I think of time. we're well past the mark. I'm still not I, saying I hope nothing. So. I'm not. I'm not even. I don't even want to talk about it yet. I'm gonna save all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. For the big, because we could spend another two hours just on that alone. We could. You could, Frank. You could probably do all your episodes here sitting here I, right I, now. We, we could. We could. I wouldn't have any more time for anybody else. <laughs> which hey, Frank. Do. One question for you: Are you ever going to sit down and interview Billy? Absolutely. Okay. That's hundred percent. That's all I wanted to know. Hundred percent on the docket is to sit down with Billy. <laughs> that has to be the last show. Well, no, it won't be the last of the ever, season. But whatever. It's it'll definitely be within the first ten. Uh, absolutely, and I'll go up to his place. You want to come with me? It'd be it'd be fun to, to bounce back oh, and forth off the two of you. Oh my God, he's he is just he he just he's digs in on me. Dude. Some it's of the funny. best. He's got some of the best stories. He does. In the how about entire world. how about yeah at Ronnie's uh, uh, memoriam dinner when we got him talking? Oh God, how funny was that, dude? He's. He's definitely a character that, that he'll be listening to this, Billy. If you're listening to this, we love you, buddy. We we do love you. Come on, we're going to embarrass you, the hell out of you. Nah, nah, it's cool. <laughs> All right, so the last thing I want to ask you is: at this point in time, on January seventh, the lotto was about to hit oh six hundred fifty million. Oh is it? If that number came up and your ticket is the one, the only one. What is it you're going to do with the money? What would you want to do if that if that comes out for you? Well, I'd uh, I'd sit on it for a while. No, you would <laughs> never see me again, Frank. No, no. no. <laughs> what I would do with that money? Well, I owe Joe and Dave money, so I'll make sure I pay them make off sure first. A little interest. <laughs> it's beyond interest. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm not laughing at that. I, uh, the bills will be paid. Uh, no, I, I digress. Um, that's a lot of money, Frank. Um, if I had that much money, I would. Uh, I think I would do what anybody else would do. I would uh, make sure my parents were taken care of. Um, God, dude, that's so much money, though. If, and you're if, getting if, half of that? That's still that a least, lot of money. So, so what's one... Take a selfish moment. Just okay. a selfish moment. Okay. The family's taken care of. The debts are paid off. What's one thing that you would do for yourself? Forget family. Forget all the other stuff. Is the one selfish thing that you would do for yourself? You have all this money. You have you could do anything in the wow. world you want. Basically, you can go anywhere. You can buy anything or anyone, whatever you wanted. I would. Um... Christ. See, I don't even know if I can answer that. That's a hard that. question. It is. I don't even know if I can well, answer that. Well, I would that. definitely, a selfish moment for me with that much money would be, I'd, I would take maybe a year or two and just travel. Because you'd have so much money, you yeah. wouldn't have to worry about anything. Just no. the only thing you need was, would be a passport. Yep. Um, I would definitely do Europe. Europe's very expensive, but I would definitely do Europe. I would do um, definitely England. I'd like to see England. I'd like to see... Um, you know, Paris. I'd like to see Italy, uh, Amsterdam. Um, I don't know. I would. I would just. You know. I obviously I could retire and probably live life. Um, you know, 
pretty quietly. I would live quietly in the mountains somewhere where no one, no one's, you know, could find me. Buy a house next to Billy up in Yardley. I would buy a house next to Billy up in Yardley (laughs) and terrorize him for the rest of my life. I'll tell you a funny story. We were going to put, me and Jimmy Wooten were going to, go out and rent some goats off his cousin. Oh, my God. And at four in the morning, we were going to drive him in a truck over to Billy's backyard. I can't wait till he hears and this. And put, put these goats in the backyard. So when he woke up, there'd be two goats in his backyard. And I could just see him being like, Doreen, why's there goats in the yard? What the fuck is going on? But then I got to thinking he probably would get some kind of yeah, like the township committee would be like, you're not allowed to have livestock, and he'd get in trouble for that. And then I'd get in trouble for doing something <laughs> funny like normally. But I, again, I get off on tangents, and that must be the ADD in me. But that's all right. That's that all selfish right. moment, Frank. I would just, you know, I would just go out and live life, dude. I would, um, God, man, I, you know, but I'd want to live low key though too, because, you know, you don't want you don't want too many people knowing you got that much money. Well, once you get it, you're going to be well. And my mom's family is gigantic. It's gigantic. Yeah, word's going to get around. And I would take care of them too. So that, well, I, and course, put it this that, way, I would still have enough money to do whatever the hell I wanted. That's a lot of money. And you know what? You reminded me. I am going to buy a couple that, tickets tonight. Absolutely. On my way to Nick's. I thought about it. I thought about it. What would I do? Honest to God. What would you do? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no. I wouldn't quit my job. I'm only working part-time anyway. And right. I actually really like what I'm doing. Right. I wouldn't quit my job. I might take some time off here and there, but I mean, aside from pay, you know, aside from taking care of the family and getting mom and dad a nicer house, and you know, get going out into the suburbs, I'd have move up closer to my sister, maybe up in Hatfield, so right. they could see the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A selfish thing? I don't really know. You know what? That's honestly, a tough question, dude. Honestly, what I would really like to do, and it sounds corny as hell, is I would like to go see you two in Dublin. I would I like to what. see the, a concert of theirs because they play at a castle there sometimes. I would like to go see them in Europe. They're my favorite band. Like when Pink Floyd played the, uh, what's that? Wembley. And Wembley, but they yes. played some kind of like Coliseum in Athens or Greece. Oh, somewhere. look. Pompeii, Pompeii. Live Pompeii. at Pompeii. Something like that. But then like you see like you 2 in some like Absolutely. Irish castle. Absolutely. Here. That would be. That'd be incredible. That to me would be the one little selfish thing I did. On top of all the other selfish things. See, you things. definitely have a better imagination than me because I, God, I would probably, knowing me, I would eat out every night of the week. I'd probably be 500, 600 pounds. <laughs> um, yeah, but then you could pay for the surgery and then go right back. You could just keep the cycle going. Pay for the surgery, eat, pay for the surgery, eat. The synthetic fat weight loss. That's all. Right. That's all. Well, Frank, I got to congratulate you, dude. This was an a year in the making, and uh, here I, we are. I, we got your uh, first first one under the belt. I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wind it down now and just say that make sure everybody sub- sub- you subscribe to the podcast. Once we put it up, leave a little review. Good feedback, bad feedback, any feedback yeah, is good. good feedback. It doesn't matter. Definitely good. Um, make sure you check out the Rockets. They're going to be all over the area, and without them, this wouldn't be possible. Go to RocketsBand.com. Make sure you click on the schedule. Look for them. There'll be links to the show. CT, you have a whole ton of social media. I do. Hit the people up. Where you at? Well, if you want to hit me on Facebook, that's Christopher Michael Taylor. There's a picture of me. Can't miss me. Twitter, I'm at um, iTaylorMusic, at iTaylorMusic. 
And uh, Instagram, I'm MailBombBingo. All one word. Don't ask me about that name. But uh, that's what I am. And that's me. And I'd love to hear from you and see from you. So and please. Every once in a while, you can catch a little juice of life. Yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while. Three months on, three months off. That's all. Sometimes. Hey, man. Thanks a lot, Frank. I appreciate it. Anytime.